Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's not just about organizing someone's closet and having a beautiful pantry that functions too. It's asking the more meaningful questions of what do you really want and are you happy and what does happiness in your home mean to you in the bigger ways. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. I'm your host, Lori Gunning Grossman, Editorial Director at Hunker. Today on the show, we have Jen Roban, a professional organizer and founder of Life in General. As you'll hear Jen share in this conversation, there is a strong emotional aspect to her business. She believes in connection over collection, and she likes to go deep into people's homes and by default into their stories. She believes that people just want to be heard, and this guides her in how she can help them based on their personal needs. It's so Jen, as she says, she's a feeler, and she's on a mission to help as many people as possible. We'll also hear about our two superpowers as an organizer, the two biggest reasons why people put off organizing their homes, and her expert tips on how people can maintain those super-organized pantries. So, let's welcome our guest, Jen Roban. I'm so excited to talk with you. Same. I love your podcast. You do? Yeah, I've been listening to it and it's just, it's so good. I really mean, I mean, I always mean what I say, but I really mean it. Like, I'm like, it's really good. Oh my God. Thank you so much. That is so sweet of you to say. I really appreciate it. And you know what I'm liking of yours? Your book. Yay! (laughs) It's really good, Jen. You know, one of the things that I'm really enjoying as I'm reading your book or seeing what you post on Instagram is the heart that you have behind your business and what you're putting out there. It's so lovely. Thank you for saying that. That's very kind. And yeah, I am a feeler. I'm cheesy as they come, but it's the way I live my life. And I'm leaning more into it than I ever have before total transparency. Like I used to kind of not want to put it all out there in that way because I wanted to be professional and all these things. And I thought 
if I wasn't doing that, I might not be professional. But in fact, I've noticed the exact opposite. The more I lean in, the more people feel that. Because of the book, it's made me kind of very vulnerable and open to say, like, this is me and it's all in here. Yeah. And I think what people probably resonate with, or I'll speak for myself, what I resonate with is authenticity. People who are vulnerable and are showing themselves, I think that more and more these days, that's what really resonates with people. And, you know, one of my favorite things about your book is the part where you're talking about your own family life and growing up and your very sweet dad. Ugh, the best of the best. I dedicated the book to him. And honestly, he's the why of life in general. He's the connection over collection. He's the foundation of how I've built my life and my company and my friendships. And I mean, it's all encompassing. And I just love that I get to honor him in that way. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure wherever he is, shining down on you is very, very proud. And I, too, lost my dad, you know, years ago. And I can't walk in your shoes, but I can relate a little bit about it and and the love for family connection. And I think that that's what I connected with you and your story and your super cute dad. And <laughs> you said that your tagline, connection over collection, comes from him. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's how I grew up. And I was very fortunate to grow up in a household where he instilled that into my brother and I and my mom, who's so lovely and loving and all of those things, too. And that was our whole childhood. And I know not everyone gets to experience that. And so every day I'm, I feel very blessed. Um, he passed when I was 23 years old. And it's one of those things where, of course, I would want him back in a heartbeat. But to know that I had 23 years of that love and that deep connection and watching him, not just with me and my family, but like our family, we have, you know, I, I laugh. He's had hundreds of kids from my friends, right? And he really has parented them and led them and welcomed them into my life and in our home and friends of friends. And he was a dad to so many in that way of always allowing people into our home and teaching people what really matters. Yeah, what a sweet papa. And so it sounds like you are bringing that into your business, what really matters. So it's not just about helping people put things in boxes <laughs> and tuck things away, that there's the emotional part of your business. And you said that you like to go deep into people's homes and by default into their heads mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and their stories. And I say it all the time. Everybody is different and everyone has a different story. And I think that's why they are created the way they are and why they have some of these barriers and because of their past and because of, you know, whatever their story might be. But at the end of the day, we're all wanting to find love and connection and purpose and create a home life that you really love to be in, but also proud of. And going back to what I said, it's one of those things I'm really leaning into it and my faith. And it came out in this book and it was the first time in my career having owned life in general where I'm like, oh yeah, this is why, you know, and I've never really put it out there as much as I have 
and it's only going to come and come and come. And I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about this coming year of being vulnerable and opening up more than I ever have, even with my own personal life. But that foundation of going back to why and why it's so important to get organized and you know, it's not just about organizing someone's closet and having a beautiful pantry that functions too. It's asking the more meaningful questions of what do you really want and are you happy and what does happiness in your home mean to you in the bigger ways? And so that has been really fun to see the answers, to see the clients, to see the vulnerability from them, the sharing of the stories. I mean, those most intimate moments of someone's life, they're allowing us in. And it's a privilege and an honor for me every single day and for my team every single day of doing what we do. So how did you get to that point where that was something you felt was one of your strengths in your business? Because you said you started as a personal assistant to a professional athlete, and you were helping him move. And I think you said five times within as many years. So as you were doing that, were you stumbling upon the idea of like, It's about going deeper into, say, like what your boss wanted in the moment, Mm -hmm. and it just organically started to come out? So I would send him away, or he'd be on a away trip, and he loved to move, like I said, but I found it in the after. So when he came back, seeing how the systems and, you know, not just the drawer dividers and color-coded closets, but it was saving him time, money, energy, And he was becoming more himself in that process because of he didn't have to worry about all this stuff. And so that's kind of where obviously, you know, I can't live live with everybody and all of our clients, but teaching people that there is a way to create that no matter the size of your home, no matter the story that you have or have told yourself, it is something attainable for anyone and any place in their life and on their organizing journey. But it goes back to setting the intention of, I saw it every day, day in and day out. And then I saw it for my friends and family and just helping them of seeing not just the transformation in a space, but their life, actually watching their relationships change, Mm -hmm. watching them be happier versions of themselves, watching them not have as much anxiety or overwhelm because there was structure and systems and this foundation of loving where they lived. And that for me, there was this moment of, all right, like, This feels really good to me, but does it feel really good to them? And they were like, hands down, like, this has changed my life. And when somebody says that, I don't take that lightly ever, but I saw it day in and day out with so many people. And then I was really starting to focus on myself and okay, like I was always pretty organized and love the order and structure. And for me, it was how can I create something to help more people at a bigger level in terms of like, you know, the more people that know about this, the better the world will be, honestly, because I do believe the happiest versions of themselves and it's such a need and getting back to the core of what we do and why we do it. Yes, I totally agree with that. Do you feel like that's one of your superpowers, digging into the actual core of what people really want? Like it's not just that they want an organized pantry. Mm -hmm. 
you go deeper with them. Is that like your genius zone, your superpower? Yes. I feel I have two superpowers. One, I could look at a space and tell you how long and how many people it will take to organize it, which is really handy in my line of work. And then the other one is just taking a step back and listening. I think a lot of times people think, you know, Virgos or type A or whatever people want to say about professional organizing in quotes is that they have to be a certain way. And what I've learned is just taking a step back and really listening to the person and their needs and their anxiety or their goals, and whether it's through divorce or loss of a loved one or marriage or bringing home a baby, of just literally sitting and listening to someone's story. And, you know, people just want to be heard. And instead of having the solutions all the time, it's like, listen to everything. And then I can help guide the best solution for that person in that season of their life, in that home, based on their inventory and all these questions that we have. But it really is in the listening that I've learned like, okay, this is real and it matters. As you're saying that, it's reminding me a little bit of people's love language. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever dug into that, but some people do love acts of service. Yep. Or some people want to be heard. It's interesting how we all uh, have our way of communicating with each other. Are you a Virgo? I am. <laughs> me too. Yeah. It's funny because when I look at your work, it's like the Virgo in me just goes, ah, oh, you know, just the images of order and it's so beautiful to me. But I can see why Virgo or not, it resonates with everybody who wants transformation mm -hmm. in their home. I feel like we're all looking for transformation and connection. And it seems like your business brings that. Thank you for saying that. And, and it's true. And I always say the feed of Instagram is this beautiful space, but it's really it all has to function because without that, I do love beautiful spaces and I love creating that, but it has to function. And so we marry beauty and function because without that, then it's not working and you're going to go back to not putting things back. And I do believe that there is a psychology behind order and design and having it look good to you and feel good that you'll want to maintain it longer. And so we take great pride in that, but it really is the bigger picture of functioning for that client and making it last. So they just have to maintain it. That's what I wonder about sometimes when I look at, like, say, a pantry, a beautiful image of a pantry, you know, like with Pellegrino bottles and, like, cute baskets. Color-coded. Yeah, it looks so nice to me. And cereals in cute containers. Are people just, like, feeling it up on top so the bottom is stale? Is it like <laughs> we were talking about this on the Hunker editorial team. We were like, you know, how do they do it? Are, are people just constantly rotating? Is it like a supermarket where you bring the fresh things up? How are people doing it, Jen? Tell me. Like I said, everyone's different, but there is something to be said about what is realistic to you and your home and your family. Like I would never put glass jars with 10 kids, you know, it's just not realistic in their ages. And, you know, even our clients that I ask, is this realistic for you to get back from the groceries and physically decant into a container mm. where half is like, absolutely, because I'm going to know when I'm, you know, running low, it looks good. So I'll maintain it. I get that pretty space. But then there's the other side of 
no, I just need to take it and have a system, but I'm not going to decamp because I got to run out the door to practice, you know? So it's, there is a toss up, I would say. There's definitely people that keep it. I mean, my pantry looks like that all the time. (laughs) And I say that I practice what I preach because I do a weekly restock and it's important to me because I know how I feel when the house is not in order Mm. and I've made that a priority in my life. And it might not be realistic you know, for someone to do that once a week or once a day or once a month, but it really goes back to what matters most to that person and what is going to be realistic in that period of their life. Yeah. And I love that you said that you work with people on what functions best for them. That seems like you're setting people up for success instead of setting just like that beautiful pantry with the glass containers. And then when you leave, then the people are like, ah, in two weeks, we're back to, you know, chaos. Yeah. And people will show me our work and they'll be like, I want this pantry. And then I ask all my questions. We have this moment. And I'm like, you're not going to maintain this. And I'm very honest. And they're like, you're right. Yeah. You know, or I'll be like, we can try. But hearing all these answers to all these other things, um, we know how to guide them in a certain way to say, I really need to make sure that this is going to last and be functional for you forever or until like that season of life changes if you have, you know, more kids or all that, or if you're moving different space, but it does matter asking them like, do you cook? Do you order out? Do you love to entertain? Are you a small family, a big family? Are you a party of one or a party of two? I mean, all of this goes into how we can create something for somebody because the reality of it is, is there's no two people in this world that are the same. Mm. And so Mm. having to create a space that works for them with their inventory, with the space we have, I mean, it's like, it's a art. It's a science, you know? And so having that all come together is really a beautiful moment. And then checking in with them the next day, next week, next month, like, how's it going? You know, how do you feel? And that's why we do what we do. Yeah. And it's the art and the science. And then also such a level of trust, I'm imagining, having you come into their homes and (laughs) looking at their stuff and going through their stuff. And there's vulnerability going on there. But it sounds like you guys are like holding that level of trust for people since you're so successful. It's the no judgment and it's holding space for that person and what they need at that time. And I think that goes back to the listening, but you know, people will be like, don't look in that or, oh my gosh, I, you know, it's not normally like this or you, you see it all happen. in just a few minutes, I might put my hand on their shoulder and I'm like, we got you. Like, this is for you. You know, one, it's all confidential. And two, it's coming back to the why and how we can create that life for them, judgment-free and and understanding what their goals are so we can help get there. You know, there was something that you wrote in your book, and I wrote it down, and I just couldn't believe it. I'm just going to say it here. You wrote, according to a 2017 survey by Pixie Technology Incorporated, Americans spend 2.5 days a year just looking for misplaced items. That's about six months of an average American's time span. That is bananas. Right? Yes. (laughs) Right? Yes. If you think about that, like, that is a lot of time. (laughs) 
a lot. <laughs> it's like harrowing to me. I'm just like, oh, that's a lot of time. And I know we all do it. Where are my keys? Where are my shoes? You know, it happens in my house. It's not a big house. And we still are like, where is that? And then the ripple effect, and I talk about this in the book too, is can't find your keys. So you're late to drop off your kids at school. Then you're, yeah. you know, maybe get in a fight with your spouse and then you're mad at work. And then it's just like this ripple effect Yes. That started with being late because you couldn't find your keys. You yes. know, so it all matters. Yes, totally agree. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. When you're talking to people about their why, is there one reason that is really coming up now because of the pandemic and the lockdown and the way we've changed our lives so much more being from home? Is there one resounding why that just seems to resonate across the board? Or is it really just different per client? It really is different per client. But prior and even now, the not having enough time was a big reason. And then during the pandemic, they had a little bit more time if they were happy to be home. Yeah. I think a lot, too, is just not knowing where to start. Right. I think that has been one of the bigger barriers and people saying, like, whether they're at home more or less, whatever that looks like, it's not knowing physically and mentally how they even start if they have, you know, years and years of accumulation of stuff. Yes. And having the right tools and the right mindset of making the time, creating the schedule and putting that as a priority versus all the other stuff um, and being busy and, you know, all that. So definitely depends on the client and what that looks like. But overall, that hasn't changed pre-COVID and then some of it has because they are home yeah. more and making it a priority, but still not knowing where to start. They want to, but they just don't know where or how. Yeah. And I, I know that you do talk about this, but is this something you can share a couple ideas right now? Mm -hmm. Because this is something that I hear from other people saying they want to clean out their garage or they want to go finally go through their wedding album or they want to they have all these projects they want to do and they keep putting it off. And by the way, I'll put myself mm -hmm. in the they pile as well, because, you know, <laughs> I have done it and I will do it, too. We all have it. <laughs> so what are maybe just like a couple little tips that you could recommend to someone, mm -hmm. you know, maybe this weekend that they could do? Hands down, just starting small. I think when someone says, I'm finally getting to it, I'm going to tackle the garage, but they've never done other things, I'm like, please don't, you know, because you're going to get derailed and get overwhelmed and you're going to get even more anxious about ever really doing it. So it's really going back to like starting small, 
and really just taking one drawer. I always suggest like the joy drawer in the kitchen or the medicine cabinet and just checking expirations. You know, something that is manageable, maybe a 30-minute time frame where you can not only feel good, but you set it in your calendar, you physically do it, and then you'll get that momentum going because you'll see the endorphins and feel how, okay, I can do this. But it's a lot of times people want to try to tackle the garage or tackle the photos or the memories or the paperwork. And those are really hard categories to start with because emotionally takes time. There's usually in the garage, if people have garages, it's where the stuff has accumulated because it's like the catch-all. Let's just put it in the garage. Um, So it's the starting small, but one step scheduling it and putting it in your calendar and starting small physically in a space and a drawer, but time, you know, one drawer could take you 30 minutes and set a timer, 30 minutes, and you'll see how much you can get done when you are focused. And that's my best advice because people feel differently and then they get excited and then they want to keep going. Yeah. I imagine like it's little wins as you're saying this, just like little wins that keep you inspired. Absolutely. How is your home? Is it like super organized? Do you have any drawer where you're like, oh, that's my one drawer (laughs) or no? I'm going to be annoying. Um, It's pretty organized. Yeah. Yeah. And I only say this because I really put this as a priority in my life because the more and more I do this as a profession and the longer I'm in people's homes and even just around organization day in and day out, I have now understood even more. And every day, I think it actually gets worse where I'm like, I can't even leave a room without putting a shoe back. And I'm like, just let it go, Jen, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I have photos in a box that I've been wanting to do and really spend some time there. And it's on my goal this year and the next, you know, three to six months. But I'm giving myself grace. But it's kind of put in a box and under our little kitchenette. But I'm going to do it. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty organized because I really do make it a priority. And I know that's not realistic. And I'm a bonus mom now to two wonderful kids and my fiance. So it's not just myself anymore. And so watching that happen and seeing I just let things go. But it's the nightly, like that five-minute win of putting stuff back, the weekly reset. I I love Sundays. I love spending. That's my self-care couple hours just resetting the whole house. And when I'm not in town or if I come back on a Monday, I can feel like I have to schedule it Monday morning before I start work and go to the office. I'll push my meetings back because I know that it's going to affect so many different parts of my day and my life. And that is for me right now. When I'm traveling a lot, pre the pandemic, we were in 17 states and I think a year and a half. And moving people and relocate. I mean, I wasn't home very much. And so having to reset when I'm not home, coming back was a lot harder. So during that time, I just gave myself a lot of grace. And, you know, we don't believe in perfect and nothing's perfect. And so you just do what you can with the time you have, allowing that space for grace, but also allowing the schedule when you can and making it a priority if that's what's important to you. Yeah. By the way, you started that by saying it was going to be an annoying answer. And it's not at all because (laughs) you're practicing what you preach. Totally. And I think that that's what people want in some 
someone who is running a business around organizing and organizing spaces. Yeah. It's really fun when friends come over. People are like, can I just open some of your drawers? And they're like taking pictures and like, it's so cute and fun. And they're like, you really do this. And I'm like, yes, I won. If I'm going to talk to so many people on a day-to-day basis, you know, through social media or newsletters or blog. I want to stand by and a hundred percent hold myself and that to truth. Like you said, I'm practicing what I'm preach, but I do really yeah. love it. I really love it. And, you know, thank God for my fiance because he puts up, he, I mean, he loves it too. And he's very tidy, yeah. but he just knows it's my self care. And so when I'm like, Two hours on Sunday, it's my time, and that's what we do. He's like, you do you, (laughs) you know, and he respects it and honors it because he sees how happy it makes me. And so it's been fun having more people in the house and seeing how my systems have really maintained and, you know, but I I do put more effort into it even more now because there's other people coming in and out. Yeah. What's like the showstopper in your house when your friends come over and they're like, I just want to look at your... What? Fill in the blank. Pantry or spice drawer, for sure. Or closet. Our closet's pretty organized. But yeah, the pantry, because it's not a walk-in. You know, it's just a cabinet. And we added my other company, LIJ Spaces. We do custom cabinetry. So we added just two roll-out drawers. Mm. And it's been a game changer. And people Mm. love it. And all the snacks are in, you know, clear containers. And they're labeled. And we do restock it weekly when we do our weekly restock, but I love it and they love it. And it's fun because even the spice store, I mean, it all makes me so happy. Yeah. Those are probably the two that get commented on mostly. <laughs> I love it. So in addition to your spice drawer and your pantry, what lights you up when you're home? Oh, I just love the people. I mean, I love being home. And I love, like, we rent. And so I hear from a lot of people, we we rent and we can't make it our own. And I'm like, that's absolutely not true at all. And I think the perspective of, you know, of course, maybe some light fixtures would be different if it was up to me. But creating a space for people to gather and community to come over and, and also, our you know, my family. But having that space where it just feels like home and a sanctuary. And it makes me feel very calm and safe. And then bringing people into that and having this just love all around and sitting, you know, on the couch where we have these beautiful doors that open up to our, you know, front yard and we live in Hermosa Beach and there's, we don't get tons of yards, you know, yard space here. But having those those doors open. And then at night, it's like the fireplace goes on and it's just, we make homemade pizzas and we invite people in and we have the Dutch door, which I've always wanted and I love, and it's blue and beautiful. And yeah, I I would definitely say the people, but I know that because of how we've created the systems and the setup and the flow, it does make me love home even more. Sounds so lovely there. It's so lovely. You are invited whenever. (laughs) Oh, I would love to. Thank you. (laughs) I want some of that pizza you mentioned. (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. Do you have anything at your home that you hold as most valuable? I have a necklace from my brother after my dad passed and he got it with, you know, just a sprinkle of his ashes and it has angel wings and it is my most valued treasure. 
um, along with some photos, but it's going back to the people and, and the love that's in the air and the energy around it because, you know, I love certain things in my home, but it doesn't define me and it doesn't define what my home is. It's the love that is in there and what the space that we create for people to feel and be themselves and have connection is what I really do value most. Oh, I love that so much. It's it's so sweet. This whole through line of you and your work about love and connection and the importance of creating spaces that support us and make us feel good for whatever our goal is. As you said, you work with people and their goals for their life. I mean, our homes are so important now more than ever, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we do talk about on this podcast is how our homes are reflections of our identities. And so I love to ask people, if someone didn't know you and saw your home, how would they describe the person that lived there? Simple, (laughs) simple and cozy and just full of life. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Okay, I have one more question for you. Yeah. Being that our podcast is called Being Home with Hunger, what does being home mean to you? Being home means feeling safe and free to be myself and spend time with the people I love. I love it. Jen, thank you so much for talking with me today. You are delightful. I knew I was going to love talking with you. Thank you so much for having me and loved our time. Could talk to you for hours. Yes, I know. (laughs) Thank you again. Thank you for the work you're putting out there and for the heart you're putting behind all the work that you're doing. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. To learn more about Jen, check out our website, lifeingeneral.com. That's general spelled with a J. There you can learn about the services she offers, her how-to guides, the LIJ Academy, LIJ Spaces, and more. And be sure to pick up her book, Life in General, which is a guide to organizing your home in meaningful ways. Or if you love to look at gorgeous images of beautifully organized spaces, from pantries to garages, head over to Instagram at Life in General. Be sure to visit our show notes for direct links to where you can discover everything that's going on with Jen Robin. Oh, and one more note, her last name is spelled R-O-B-I-N. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer Maury Med, and director of audience development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive.